Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August 19th, 2022. Hopefully you've had a good week. I, for me, have had a pretty busy working week. Let's see, we're at Friday. I got one more day to go. I got a little bit of a OT to do tomorrow. Showing up for some donuts and some overtime. But yeah, work's been crazy. Very uphill, very busy, busy. And I hate that time whenever that happens. But the money is a little bit better because I'm working all the time and making some overtime. So that's good. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Let's see. Food Corner. Oh, man. I feel like... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some tacos. I went to like a Mexican restaurant. I had some tacos. I was good. I'm trying to think. And a margarita. Yes, I always get like a frozen house margarita with the salt on the rim. And this was El Trompo. So I always put a bunch of extra candies that I never really need. At this point, I've gotten to the point where like I'll attempt to maybe eat like one or two. And then I'll just leave whatever is remaining because I, I just want to drink the drink, you know. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> I think if I had run into this kind of restaurant maybe about... I don't know, five, ten years ago, I'd be like, yeah, it's so cute. Oh, my God. And I, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I remember even when they did the smoking, like, smoke stuff in my drink. I was like, why are y'all doing this? Like, I, I just wanted a marg. That, that's all. You know, I just wanted it to be good. And luckily, they're good. Otherwise, I wouldn't order them. But, yeah, it's it's funny how kooky they are. Let's see, though. Uh, today, there's, I guess, another food thing I can talk about. I'll probably maybe catch some flack for it. But I made some random stuff today. I made Chinese, so it's like shrimp and shrimp and noodles with rice. And then I made two egg rolls. And I had a personal pan pizza that I air fried. So that was my dinner tonight. That that just happened. That's breaking food corner news. Hmm. Other than that though, week was good. Just really busy. I'm like, and I've been working so much. I haven't been like calling off like since I had gotten sick and I like burned out all that time. I was like, okay, like I want to try to build up my PTO. So I've been working, working, and um, oh, 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 actually no, I wanted a tangent. I guess we're gonna we're gonna do some fill fill time. I really don't feel like I have like a ton of news. Or we're gonna get this pretty quick, maybe. But um, I started reading. The Stand by Stephen King. So we got a book corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big book. Now, mind you, I bought this book when I was a teenager thinking I was going to read it. I, I have the paperback. I actually, it reminded me because I looked up in my little book nook and I saw, oh, yeah, I actually still have the paperback. I didn't lose it in the old move from way back when. But yes, I ha- I had that book, but I never read it. I never like put in the time to do so. So I decided, okay, you know, I wanted to pick out a book since I had like a little Amazon Audible credit. Uh, that's how I read now. If you want to flame me for that, go ahead. I don't care. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But um, I was like, yeah, let me just do an Audible on this and read that. And now they say it's what, 44 hours or so and some change, I guess, to to get through. I I forget. I'm in the 30 hour range at this point in the 30s. I just got, like, started book two today. 
I don't know. I mean, probably the couple of people listening, they're probably like, what the fuck? Who cares, bro? Get to the shit. But um, so far, it is pretty good. I'll say that. This is um, something that's maybe fully clicked, though, in my brain. Because I've, I've, I've seen this out of older white writers. And, you know, even up to the 80s, which I guess kind of what I'm getting to in terms of, like, uh, directing and, you know, writing and stuff in, in movies. But definitely with Stephen King, it's finally been, like, really just cemented in, in, in my brain that I'm like, just white people love saying the N-word. They love it. They love peppering it in their words. And it, it's like... They know that you can't say it in a song. You know, you know you're not really supposed to do that. Even if you might do it, you know you're wrong. You know you're bad for that. Um, and, and you're saying it with the A, just like everybody. But it's like, man, they love just saying the word, all oh, the full thing. So Stephen King, it just I want to say like every, it seems like every two three hours he will just he will pepper that in into the dialogue, into the into the the the, the story, and it's just like. This is unnecessary, and 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 I, it 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 made me go okay. I gotta look him up. I, I so I did, I went down that K hole, and I was like okay, all right, of course, awesome. So you know, it's probably gonna even as good as I've I've liked this book. It's probably gonna be my last Stephen King book. I think I've read after this. It would I've read um on writing, just like kind of like a how to be a good author slash like memoir, I guess of him whatever. I read that in school, and that was, like, fine. But, obviously, he didn't need to say the N-word there, huh? But, um, yeah. That's about all the me shit. We can get into this news, which I, I, I don't think I'll tell you. I don't think I'll be keeping it too long. So, um, yeah. Let's see. First thing I got from Al Jazeera. Crimea sabotage highlights Russia's woes in Ukraine war. So, in podcast prior... I know we referenced a situation where, like, some warplanes were destroyed. And I guess there has been, an, I guess, an update in Crimea where there's been a spat of fires and explosions uh, from a secure base for, let's see, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, wow, yeah, it really has been about six months of this. But... There's just been, like, I guess a string of what looks like, you know, explosions. It's kind of like, well, what kind of explosions? Russia has kind of said, has come out to say, oh, it's acknowledging it as, as an act of sabotage. But they aren't necessarily saying, oh, Ukraine did this. We just don't know what happened. So they're kind of being a little coy about it. I don't believe that Ukraine has really come out and said anything from what I gleaned from this article. Also, I'm not really covering the whole article. I really just wanted to cover the first part. Let's see. But let's see. We can read a little part here. Sorry. A week earlier, Russia's military in Crimea already came under pressure when Ukraine said nine Russian warplanes were destroyed following explosions. At that time, Moscow still offered the possibility of a wayward cigarette butt as the cause. Now, that's what we referenced from the podcast prior, but I didn't know that they were trying to blame this as a cigarette butt from Moscow, so that's pretty crazy that the Kremlin tried that. Let's see. Um, Anything else I wanted to talk about on this? Worsening the outlook in Crimea was a report by the Commerçant business paper that explosions had also taken place near Gardvoskoy 
in the center of the peninsula by Wednesday. There's still no com by Wednesday. There's still no comment from the Russian authorities. So you know, Russia's kind of playing coy with this. They're not really trying to like draw a bunch of attention to it. I think Ukraine is also kind of on the same beat because it's something I was kind of thinking about as I was like reading the stuff up. Is you have to be very careful when you're doing something like attacking Crimea, especially from the Ukrainian side of things. You're in a situation where this is supposed to be your land, your people, but you're doing attacks potentially like, you know, that could potentially hurt, you know, Crimean civilians. So it's, that's that's the, the line you're kind of threading. But you, you want to send a message to Russia that like, hey, we can hit these areas. You know, we can get to these areas. You know, we want this territory back. So interesting development there to see this kind of further on. Um, and feel re- like I said, there's definitely more here from Al Jazeera. They kind of give like a full, a fuller, I don't know, layout there. Um, another thing I wanted to cover, this is uh, Russia related, got this from the Insider. Putin brings back Stalin-era award for mothers who have 10 children as population declines and Russia suffers heavy losses in Ukraine. So the big thing I wanted to talk about is just what the Mother Heroine Award is. Apparently it was established by Stalin in 1944 during the tail end of World War II when the Soviet Union lost an estimated 26 million people. And I guess Putin is bringing this back and essentially the award is going to be like, it's, it's like this medallion, it's like a star, and I believe it says Mother Heroine on top of like, in like a red ribbon. But essentially on top of that, there is money involved. So let's see, you get qualified. Uh, for those who qualify, yeah, it's 10 children. Yeah, the title will be awarded to women who give birth to 10 or more children. According to a decree Putin signed on Monday, those who qualify will be granted an award of 1 million rubles, which is only about $16,000. So that's not that much money. Like, when you really think about it, like, and this is why I always have this, like, I always have this thought whenever I see, I've seen friends and stuff like that, or, uh, you know, former coworkers, what have you. They might get really stoked and they would be like super stoked to see their checks and or their tax returns and stuff for, like with their kids or whatever. I know, what was it during the pandemic or what have you? I know there was like the child's tax credit or whatever that I think they had. People were really stoked and gushing about that. And don't get me wrong, any kind of money you can get is great, awesome. But at the end of the day, in my mind, the incentive, the money incentive never equals out. It never equals out to what a kid costs. The last time I remember looking up this this stat, it cost, and I know it has to have gone up, especially, you know, as of inflation as of late. But to raise a child from birth to like 18 years old was like at least a million dollar endeavor. And that's just one kid. So we're going to multiply that by 10 and then you get you get ten thousand you get sixteen thousand dollars. That wow wow thank you Putin. Uh, <laughs> obviously I get it. it. It's it's something to try to drive up you know your population. Um, it, it definitely shows some stats from the insider. Let's 
Let's see. Between January and May, the Russian population shrank at a record rate of 86,000 people a month. And then the Moscow Times reported in July, citing state statistics agency Rostat, between October 2020 and September 2021, the Russian population declined by 997,000. Or 997,000. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm bad with numbers. Um, Which was largely due to COVID-19 per an analysis from demographer Alexei Rashka. So they're really dealing with just a big drop of numbers. Let's see another stat they have here. Uh, when the Soviet Union fell, it the population was roughly 148.3 million per the World Bank. And then in 2022, it now stands at 145.1 million, the Times reported last month. So those aren't good numbers. That's not what you want to hear. That's not what you want to see. I mean, granted, I think a lot of countries are having problems with this. I know Japan has had like a birth problem in terms of like just people aren't having babies. You know, they're aging out. Like populations are aging out. Towns are aging out because, you know, people are leaving these small towns, going to the city. And it's just the old people there and and that's it. And and the people may be there to help take care of it and stuff like that. So. Naturally, that's a concern. It's a worry. I mean, it's kind of all around the world, not just Russia, not just Japan, um, a lot of places. But yeah, that was a little tasty bit of info nugget that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I didn't know about the Mother Heroin Award until I heard that. So now you know. And then to tie off our Russia-Ukraine section, just a quick little thing I got from The Hill Pentagon announces extra $775 million in weapons to Ukraine. So this article gives you the whole loadout, like the whole Call of Duty, you know, list of shit that we gave them. Let's see. I'll do a little quick blurb. Uh, the new assistance package will include 16 howitzers and ammunition, AGM-88 high-speed anti-radiation missiles, also known as harm ammunition for oh yeah awesome yeah i think it's also known as harm and then ammunition for high mobility artillery rocket systems 15 scan eagle reconnaissance drones and armored vehicles among other armaments and this is from a senior defense official so that's interesting a lot of gear a lot of tech they can once again go into some details but i won't you know, bog it down there. Feel free to read that if you'd like. Um, but keeping it international, I uh, wanted to talk about Afghanistan. I guess two parts here. One, this is like the one-year anniversary, Like uh, I guess this week was, since we left Afghanistan. Like, you know, the, the, the last big planes, you know, left and never returned. And I know a lot of news article or a lot of like podcasts like news stuff a lot of articles whatever have kind of come up to kind of talk about that and um i don't know for me i really didn't want to make and talk about an article just about that but there was some news that came up that kind of made me go okay i want to talk about that and then we'll tie it in but this is what i got from the bbc afghanistan deadly blast rips through crowded kabul mosque so 
let's see, 21 people, I guess, have been reported uh, to have died, to have been killed. And then another 33 were injured. And this was like a suicide bombing. Let's see, the, mo- the mosque imam Amir Muhammad Kabuli is reported to be among the dead. I don't know if like he was like a direct target per se, you know, in terms of these kind of situations, you're usually, it's not obviously just one person. You're doing the whole thing to make a statement, declaration, do all the shit. Uh, it's obviously very fucked up. Um, it seems to be though, it, like it's not clear who is exactly behind it. But they reference that, let's see, it's after a, it's a week after the Islamic State militants killed a pro-Taliban cleric in a suicide bomb blast, and that was also in Kabul. So, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's like, like obviously there's more details in here, but from the top of it, I don't really think there's like more details in terms of you know, motivations and stuff like that. I know that this being a tribal thing in terms of like it's one group versus another group, it's hard to sometimes delineate what's going on, what's going like what are the motivations and whatnot. Gosh, I'm kind of getting the weeds here early. But um, they do go into the details about the bomb itself. I think... They said that this was like kind of like more of a burning bomb, I guess, and it, it spread a big fire and it did like a lot of damage in that regard, as opposed to maybe like, I guess, something that's like maybe more shrapnel oriented. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. But yeah, uh, feel free to read that. I wish I had more kind of insight, but I did say I kind of wanted to like move through these pretty quick. So please forgive me. I'm sorry. Um, but it is that time. We're actually rounding up to at the end right now. So we'll hit the little breaky. Oh, I'm sorry for the wait. But I will tell you, I'm drinking some brisk tea right now. Half and half. Pretty good. Put the beer down for this episode. Um, But I didn't drop the bourbon, if you know what I mean. Um, All right. But this is the last article. Close it out. You know, I like to do good news, but sadly, this really isn't the greatest news. It's still icky in your mouth, you know, when you hear it. But um, this has been an ongoing story. I, I don't want to say it's necessarily the end, but like it's one of those where it's like, okay, I can come in and at least kind of give you a rundown of it. And there's at least some like fallout to it. Like there's some closure, if you will. So, so you got this from Yahoo News slash Yahoo Sports. Uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension increased to 11 games. Receives largest player fine in NFL history in settlement. So, a little bit of precursor that's not in this article. But essentially, Deshaun Watson 
is a, apparently, and I don't know, honestly, you know, you know me, this is, this is sports stuff, but I'm not obviously very, very well versed in sports. Another reason I didn't like pursue this, this one, you know, doggedly from start to finish, but Deshaun Watson, apparently an amazing quarterback said to be like potentially the best like NFL QB prospect right now. And he wound up, hold on, excuse me, I got a burp coming. That was a baby. That was a little baby burp. But he was a big prospect. He wound up with the Browns and signed like one of the biggest contracts. Um, probably gonna get me wrong here. It's I think it's in the article though, but I think it's like two hundred and fifty mil or something like that. It's a two hundred fifty million dollars. I think it's a lot of money. It's a lot. Uh, two hundred thirty, I believe. Sorry, for five years. Yeah, guaranteed five year, two hundred thirty million dollar extension with the Browns. So I mean, that's a big money deal. That's a lot of money. But essentially, this deal was set up, and it was also set up to be like pretty ironclad. Like no matter what happens, yada yada yada. Like I'm going to be assured this money. Like, I guess, potentially, I you can say this is more or less for, like, the clause for, like, oh, if there's an injury, what have you, something comes up, like, I can't play, like, things like that. I'm going to be assured this money, for sure. But a big reason that this contract was set up is because he was already stacked up with a lot of allegations against him, a lot of sexual allegations. Essentially the way this kind of had been ran down, you know, I guess allegedly, I feel like you still got to say that because it wasn't tried in any court, which something I was definitely surprised about. This is something that has been all handled by like arbiters and, you know, third party sources, what have you between like Deshaun Watson, the NFL and, you know, like a third party. But essentially Deshaun Watson would hit up these people, usually through like Twitter you know, they're kind of ads for their, their pages, what have you. And these would be uh, massage therapists. So he would set up an appointment with them. And, you know, sometimes he would be kind of like aggressive about it, at least in the way of setting it up where they're like, oh, you know, this is my general availability. And he's like, well, I need you to get, I need to get you like, I need to get in this week. You know, I need to get in as soon as possible. I need to get in sooner than that. But essentially... He would set up the appointment, go to the appointment, and then he would, you know, get more or less naked, get wrapped up in a towel, and then as the massage would go along, he would at some point proposition, you know, for some kind of, you know, sexual service. And, you know, he would like rub his genitalia on women. Sorry, this is a trigger warning, what have you. But, you know, this was not... This is not good shit. And so someone finally, you know, I, I believe that, I don't know if it was like, I don't think it was the first person, but because I think he has a very long history of this from what it seems, because there's 24 known cases that people have come out and said, hey, this happened to me too. But I wish I had the person's name, but essentially they came out and said, hey, you know, this whole incident with Deshaun Watson has, you know, ruined my, you know, career. This has been something I love doing. But after that moment, like, I I was just under so much pressure and stress and I didn't want to do this. Like, you know, I told him multiple times, like, that's not what this is. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do my job. Like, and essentially, 
this has just been coming, it's become an echo and an echo and an echo. And initially, the first arbitration between this was only going to be a six-game ban, and that was handed down by the arbiter Sue L. Robinson. And that was only going to be about it. I don't think there was any money compensation, anything like that. Also, mind you, Deshaun Watson has settled, I believe, with pretty much all of the, as many cases, as many of these people he could out of the 24, he tried to settle out of court. And then there wasn't any jury that took any of the cases that weren't settled, I believe, to my knowledge. So obviously check me on that. If you're a sports guy, you're caught up to this and you're like, hey, you got it wrong. You're freestyling bullshit. Well, then you come tell me, brother. You come tell me, sister, and I will correct myself. I'll have a corrections corner and I'll tag you in it. (laughs) But um, from what I've gathered, essentially that was going to be that. But the NFL appealed that ruling and they were seeking an indefinite one-year suspension. And this is from the new... Um, Arbiter. They have his last name, but I want his full name. Let's see, Peter C. Harvey. And they were seeking that, but wound up settling on an 11-game suspension and $5 million fine. And the 11-game suspension, as opposed to a one-year full season, is, I guess, crucial because it would have ate out more of his money it would have been something that actually like circumvented the whole um contract thing because he has to play and the 11 games at least allows him i believe play at least one or two games in the season and it counts so he's essentially dodging bullets here but i mean this came at arbitration he's like apologized now i believe like i guess it's the second time apologizing they have a quote in here i i really don't care he's saying a lot of shit and it's not like he gives a shit about it. It's not like he's claiming any responsibility. He's just saying sorry. It's just one of those things where it's like, and that's the thing that's really so fucking shitty about this. Like, it's very bitter shit. I wouldn't even say bittersweet. Because, yeah, there's quote unquote justice. Like, yeah, the NFL is like pursuing something. But it, like, this should have been something that goes to a legal court. And if the NFL is doing something, shouldn't it be just firing this fucking guy? Like, so I was really waiting to see where the shoe was going to land, and it seems that it's landed on this. So I wanted to kind of get that out there, at least do some kind of coverage on it on my podcast. You know, throw the pigskin around, hey? Yeah? But that's more or less all we got for today for this episode. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for, you know, trudging along with me. I'm sorry. I know this is kind of a rough episode. I've been... You know, I've been busy. I've been I've been working to the max. <laughs> but um, if you'd like to contribute to the cause, I'd really appreciate it. It helps me out. It potentially can help make the podcast better, which is always dope. I'm always trying to improve. Believe it or not, I'm trying. I'm trying every day. But uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Every dollar. Thank you. Thank you. That's the best. You're the best. Uh, $5 will get you a shout out, get you Discord access. What else you get? Oh, man. What else do you get? Um, I don't know. I might make even more where it's like, look, if you want to debate me or, or something you want to, like, talk, it, I, I'll give you that time. Just give me $5. I don't know. <laughs> I'm willing to shill harder, okay? All right? I'm out here for it. 
let's see. There's a free way to hit me up. Gmail.com slash Isaiah News 1. And then I'm active on just all the socials. You know, you can find me. I'm even on Tumblr, you know? Sheesh. I, I guess you can't find me on TikTok, but you can find the normal me. You know, maybe not Isaiah's newsstand, but you can find me. Okay, I'm available. So if you want to gab about some news, you want to talk about some news, you want to whatever, wrap it up with me. I love you. Uh, I hope I see you soon for some more good news. And bye bye Mwah. Thank you.